0: and welcome to The Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you in the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Merit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Richard Koppelman. Richard serves as CEO and managing partner of Aprio LLP, a nationally recognized CPA-led business advisory firm. He has twice been named a most admired CEO in Georgia and who's who in the accounting industry. Richard's strategic foresight into the future of accounting, and future is a key thing I think we'll talk about today, but his, his foresight into the future of accounting enables him to lead Aprio to its next generation of growth, At Aprio, he has established a diverse collaborative workforce where Aprio advisors thrive. In 2017, Richard championed an industry-leading rebrand that aligns the firm around a passion for guiding clients to what's next. There's that future and what's next uh, portion. Um, Again, we'll talk about that. As a leader of the firm's merger and acquisition activity, Richard has directed Aprio's acquisitions into new markets and firm offerings. He has spearheaded the development of a new portfolio of services that enable Aprio team members to serve clients as true business advisors. Prior to his role as CEO and Managing Partner, Richard led Aprio's manufacturing and distribution group, increasing revenue by 800% in 14 years. In 2010, Richard founded Next Generation Manufacturing, a business forum for Southeastern manufacturers to exchange best practices relating to innovation, people, and processes to create the next generation of manufacturing. Richard, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Randy. How are you? I'm very good. You uh, getting to be a busy time of year, I guess, in general for the firm, but you personally, it sounds like as well, huh? This is a
1: true. It definitely is, as you know. uh, Busy season's gearing up. In fact, just saw one of the young ladies that uh, is in our affordable housing practice. She said they're already full throttle. Uh, But this is a busy time of year for me right now because we've got a couple of uh, other M and A transactions in the pipeline, and uh, you know, just wrapping up, closing out the books for the year.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Last year. Uh, you jumped ahead to me a little bit. There. Well, I do want to talk about M&A uh, activity as we go forward, but it'll take a second before we get there. One question I do have for you on that intro: anything I missed? Any accolades you want to highlight? Anything happened in the firm that uh, that I could have uh, uh, highlighted a little more? Or are we good?
1: Uh, I'm always embarrassed when people uh, read that stuff. I know
0: what uh, you mean. You know,
1: there's always a couple more things.
0: But... Well, let's hear them. What do we got? No,
1: I was. They just pushed out. a uh, Atlanta magazine just named the 500 most influential people in, in the city, and I was named in that for the second time. Nice. Um, so I actually
0: you know. did see that. I, I think I saw something online about that. So so that's nice. No, and that and then as a, online
1: I didn't. That's All good. right.
0: The, and as a company, you guys were named. I think maybe it was last March, one of the best places to work in Atlanta, Georgia, the, for like yeah. three years in a row now.
1: So in Atlanta, we've made a big, well, we've made a big push firm wide. And in Atlanta, we've been recognized as the best places to work for the last um, three years. When I took over as managing partner, my goal, one of my goals was to be a best places to work. And I always said, hey, if the recognition comes as a result, that's great. We're going after the culture piece of it, the the recognition is a byproduct. So I'm very proud of that. And our team is as well.
0: Oh, well, that's great. So, so let's go to that then. So, you took over, Manji Partner, in 2012. Is that correct? Um, I think it's
1: 2013. I just finished my seventh year. Okay,
0: so so maybe it was you know elected in twelve. You start in thirteen. I'd, you should know math. Let's go.
1: Yes, <laughs> I right. elected in tw- Elected in twelve. Started started uh, integrating into the role in twelve, and then took over uh, officially at the beginning of thirteen.
0: Okay, well, that's nice. And what I'd like to talk about with that a little bit is, I mean, you seem to have had significant growth in that seven-year time frame. I think I read somewhere, and this was a year or so ago, maybe your your revenue had increased by 40 percent, and I'm guessing it's even greater than that. Am I in the ballpark?
1: So we're close. We're more than double from the year before I took over. So I think the year before I took over, we were 53 million. Last year, we tipped the scales at right around 110. And we're forecasting this year in the one thirty
0: range well that that's that's tremendous growth and and I didn't mention in the intro, but you guys are around the top fifty largest firms in the country. Do you know that number
1: We'll have to see where the stats come out after we close the uh books for nineteen okay
0: all right but it's 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 around that number i know it's I, around I, that number all right well that's obviously a significant size firm, so going from the, where you were and almost or more than doubling in the last 7 years I'm assuming that just doesn't happen by uh happenstance that you had to have some kind of strategic plan going in that that this is where we wanted to be and this is what we want to do
1: Yeah, we're on our third strategic plan now. We just uh, published middle of last year we published our 2025 plan and prior to that we were working off of the 2020 plan and prior to that uh, not uh I forget what we called it, but so we're on our since I've been managing partner, we're on our third strategic plan and and we've made a, a lot of uh, intentional decisions around you know where we're going, what we're gonna what we're gonna do and how we're gonna
0: get there. All right, and is that going into this you had this background of strategic planning already? I mean, I'm always interested with with you know people that have this this foresight of the future and how they want to get there and how they want to do and is this something you've intentionally been part of your uh i guess education as a cpa growing up
1: so i can't say i ever had any formal strategic planning and we you know have always had a annual partner summit or or a partner retreat uh but about 10 11 years ago i joined the ceo peer group and I've also been participating in, uh, in a managing for results group, which we actually meet after the AICPA MFG meeting every year. And I just went last year to the Harvard executive uh, program. That's a week long program for leading professional services firms and just constantly you know, studying and, and reading and, and uh, talking with others about how they're doing it. There's some great leaders in our profession, in many, you know, many firms across the country, and I've had the pleasure of meeting them over the years and watching them and asking them questions. And the, uh, you know, everybody's always willing to share. So I don't know, maybe the school of hard knocks <laughs> um, from a planning right. standpoint. And yep. then we bought a, and then we bought a content company called CEO Tools in 2015, and we rewrote that book and we launched, uh, relaunched the book CEO Tools 2.0 by Aprio. And in that book, actually, there's a whole bunch of uh, operating methodology, including a one-page business plan. Hmm. And so part of it, we also are following the methodology in CEO tools.
0: Oh, that, that's awesome. So I'm assuming you've heard feedback from people who have read that, that uh, that uh, like the insights that they're getting from, what did you call it again? CEO tools?
1: CEO tools. In fact, we just did an event for our clients uh, two, three, four weeks ago. Yep. We had an event for our clients. We had about uh, 30 CEOs come in and uh, meet with Jim Canfield, who's our president of CEO Tools, and he presented to them and and walked them through. And I, I actually had a client call and ask if I could stop by and just see their one-page business plan they've developed as a result of, of going through that training session.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. So do you think you have key philosophies that you try to live by within the firm. I think I saw somewhere that you have like what's it called 30 fundamentals of behavior that you have within the firm is that what you would say your philosophies are or how does that tie in?
1: So when we re- when we rebranded uh, to Aprio 3 years ago, we wanted to operationalize the brand and not just throw a new name out there with some new colors. And so we developed the 30 fundamentals of behavior, which is how we operationalize the brand. I wouldn't call those my, um, what did you refer to them as? Uh, Your
0: management philosophies maybe.
1: No, I wouldn't call them my philosophies. I do have my philosophies. I I don't have them written down
0: anywhere. Well, we need to hear this then. Do you so, ha- pull them out of the uh, head here?
1: Yeah. Um, you want to hear my philosophies of how we run the business. So one is we got to come to work every day and ready to play and play hard and uh, play to win. I think that's that's a big part of it. Tenacity is a big part. Our, our partners take our clients' service and our clients very personal. And that's part of where the Aprio brand came from. Uh, head and heart, which is what Aprio's, which which is where Aprio comes from, and so when it comes to making sure our clients are taken care of and, and they're serviced properly, and we are helping them achieve their goals, we're helping them achieve what's next. Nothing will stop in the way of us making sure that happens. Uh, so I think tenacity is a big part of it. Uh, we we question our decisions. Uh, my CEO peer group say this is the, our peer group is a place where we go not to have our questions answered, but to have our answers, questioned. Huh. And so we do challenge, we do challenge one another. Uh, we, we are, uh, you know, looking to move fast, even at our current size. And we're looking at where, not where the, where the puck is, but where the puck is going. Isn't there a famous uh, hockey player? You're from up north, so you're from (laughs) the Midwest, so you know about you know better about hockey than I do from down in the south. But you're supposed to go where the puck is, and so you know we're always looking for what's three or four or five years out in you know in technology, in outsourcing, Uh, and we're working hard to make sure that you know we're staying ahead of the curve.
0: Yeah, I, 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 and that's one thing I mentioned in the uh, intro that 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 forward thinking, future thinking, what's next. That those are, these are things I seem to hear from you or when I read about the firm a lot. So so you're just trying to stay basically ahead of what's next, so that you can bring the, your best services to the client. I mean, when you think about that future and where it's going, how do you try to stay ahead of that for your clients? I guess so. And one way I think is that and I didn't mention this, but you did have an acquisition of a cloud accounting firm. Uh, was a year and a half ago or something and is is that part of that process
1: so aprio cloud certainly is a great example so four years ago we decided that you know we wanted to be a a top 100 firm top 50 firm that was in that cloud space and running that business we found out is very very different than how you run an accounting firm very different how Mm -hmm. you run a, a firm that has both compliance and advisory services and how you staff it is different, how you operate it, how you price it, everything about it is different. And so I like to say we, we got into the space, we learned a lot, we didn't do terribly well at it, our clients were served. I could say that we served our clients well, but we didn't necessarily serve ourselves internally very well. And I had known Bruce Phillips for quite a while and had been watching his career at HPC and so met with Bruce, told him what we were doing, learned about what he was doing. And today, that practice is is uh, not just cloud accounting; it is also uh, it's also got tax inside of it. But more importantly, actually, we've launched a sales tax outsourcing business. And today, that practice is nearing 10 million in revenue. And That's we did another. And we did another tuck in with an organization called Administrivia, led by Adam Rhimes. And we brought that in in October of last year, a little bit earlier than October of last year. Uh, but we brought that in last year and have now merged that in as well and and uh, continue to expand and grow the the cloud offering.
0: As long as we're talking about MA activity, you have been very active in that. It seems you had those couple. I know you had one just recently announced in December. I'm assuming that that is not, you are not looking to stop at, at that. In fact, I saw, oh, I think it was, Maybe on your LinkedIn, you actually list a list of cities that you'd like to expand in. Obviously, there's a strategic side of I'm assuming those cities that you're looking to go to.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've looked across the I would say really the eastern part of the United States and where we are, uh, where we have client concentrations and where we're really um, good, and we have uh, matched those up with uh, with certain cities, major economic centers on the Eastern side of the U S and we've identified Mm -hmm. uh, where we want to, where we want to go. And I'm glad that someone's reading my LinkedIn (laughs) uh, because I haven't had any firms email me and say, I see you're looking at, you know, so-and-so, uh, cities uh, so glad to uh, glad to talk with you
0: well, maybe our uh, the unique CPA, I think our one or two listeners well hopefully we have more than that. maybe one of our listeners will uh, uh, will hear this then go on your LinkedIn and, and and see if they fit the bill for for what you 're looking to do uh, strate- I keep using that word strategic, but I, I, for some reason in my mind that I think of that when I think of you and, and Aprio as a firm you mentioned the cities, you've also, and you mentioned already with Bruce Phillips, you've strategically done MA work based on the service offerings. That seems like that was a key area that, that when you're looking at uh, adding in, you're not looking, to, I'm assuming, I don't want to put words in your mouth, you're not looking just to add a firm down a firm, but you're looking at a, at a firm that fits either the geographic or the firm offerings you're looking to get into or expand. That That's
1: correct. And we're also looking for a certain genetic makeup of the firms that are joining us. We're truly, especially outside of Atlanta, outside of where our core markets are, which are now in Birmingham and Charlotte, outside of those three markets, when we go to a new market in particular, we're looking for a certain genetic makeup of the partner group and we're looking for a merger, not an acquisition when we go to new new locations. Okay. And, it's and an important and, distinction.
0: Yep, no, I, I agree, I, I, I have seen maybe some comp- firms do that not with that in mind, and, and I've seen where things did, have just not worked out. Uh, there's a few I saw in the last year where, where there was actually some demergers, Um and obviously that just wasn't planned out well enough, unfortunately, but you never know how that happens. So I'm going to veer a little bit because uh, I think we're – we're uh, going longer in that area than my producers want us to, but uh, I want to kind of transition a little bit in just the firm philosophy when it comes to employees and all that, because I have read, and this is this is, I might be on your LinkedIn, but that's also on your website, where you have a quote saying, we invest in our client's success by investing in our own. And so I'm assuming that's firm-wide, but that's employee-wide as much as anything, is that right?
1: It is. We, uh, we've built a, a nice size uh, learning and development function within the firm. Uh, we estimate based on the surveys we get that we're spending about 70% more on average in learning and development than other firms our size. And we've launched a lot of different programs around turning our people into advisors. And we're going to launch one later this year around technology upscaling. And just continue to make our people better. You know, I look back in on my career. Uh, there were a lot of things that I learned, which is not to you know not unusual. I joined the firm; we were 10 million in revenue. It's not unusual for firms of that size to kind of throw people in the deep end and see if they can swim. And you have to learn things through the school of hard knocks. Uh-huh. And so my philosophy is: is how do we? Uh, remove that barrier and remove that mindset and put a mindset into being intentional with learning and development and get our people have our people be smarter faster and more nimble than we were at the same at the same level or same age uh, in in their careers and that can only be better for our clients and if we take care of our people they'll take very good care of our clients every day
0: Well, I know that uh, I've run into uh, people from your firm at uh, events, in fact, last week I was at an event with, I think there was five people from your firm, and I asked them all to come up and give me some dirt on Richard, and nobody could say anything but nice. So I, I don't understand what's going on there. But well, maybe yeah.
1: they were afraid you were a spy and they didn't tell you the they didn't tell you the <laughs> truth because I get plenty of flack internally. That's
0: <laughs> well, they none of them did, and one the only thing that they uh, that they did come up and said uh, that Richard has a saying: "It's all good." Um, that uh, goes around the firm and there's a, a cart that goes around the firm, the all good cart that has snacks on it and all that. And then at the end of tax season, there's an all better cart uh, that might have something additional besides snack on it, maybe a little celebration. So yeah, everybody seemed to be uh, 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 very happy with uh, working at that firm, which is great.
1: great. And, th- and by the way, those carts were uh, developed by our HR team, Jan Whalen, I think in particular. And nothing to do with uh, nothing to do with me they just used that is my favorite saying i actually have a metal sign in my office that is uh it's about four feet long that says it's all good
0: that's all good so i did get it correct all right you did uh, i wrote You're it down posi- you kidding.
1: have to have a positive attitude in this world
0: oh i agree completely I it's agree all completely. it's
1: all about attitude
0: yep Yep. So we've got the all good cart. We've got the nobody has dirt on you. Oh, and they were at this. So the event that we were talking about was uh, um, basically just helping them, you know, uh, learn and grow in, in not only in that specific, like, uh, you know, tax or A, A&A or anything like that, but just firm culture and, and how to, you know, be uh, better at serving your clients. And so that type of stuff, I can see that you guys are are specifically investing in that. Um, this
1: is an example, by the yeah. way, we have, uh, to plug a friend of mine, we have sent all of our partners through speaking training at a company called speakeasy, which is a three day intensive, uh, speaking program and, uh, continually partners say it's the best training they've ever gotten. So these soft, you know, the soft skills are important. It's, it's how they interact with our right. people and clients every day. So that's what how that we, teaches. That's how we interact. It's how we right. interact with our clients. And, right employees every day so. so that's
0: what that teaches just a uh, communication styles i guess within Communi- communication communication style everything from tone
1: to body language
0: mm-hmm. to pace to to public speaking
1: and how to craft your message how to get yep. your message across how, how to how to have the the recipients of your message do the things that you want them to do or the thing you want them to do when you're done speaking
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do you yep. want them to act or feel afterwards
0: right right It's a big no. deal no i think that's i think that makes a lot of sense I really did want to get into um, niches and and the practice areas that you're in. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have enough time to go there because you have what? You have five or... Well, maybe we will. You have like five or six practices or heads of practices. Do I have that correct?
1: Yeah, we have uh, six different niches. We just added dental as a a separate niche uh, post this uh, North Carolina merger that we just did. Okay. And we have... I don't does over a dozen specialty services today.
0: Okay, and I and I'm assuming the niches, and I've talked to other people about this in the past. And in fact, I've talked a couple times on the podcast about this. But niches is, is it just allows you to dig so deep in the in the knowledge base of that specific industry that that you know clients know you're the go to uh, firm, the go to and and um, firm for those services. Is that the reason? That's that's correct. You're showing up as an
1: expert, as yep. part of the fabric
0: yep.
1: of, that, of that segment or niche.
0: Yep. And, and speaking of that then, is that one reason that uh, you uh, call yourselves the CPA-led business advisory firm rather than, uh, I mean, is the, obviously there's a reason for that rather than, you know, tax and accounting firm or CPA firm and just business-led. Yeah, the,
1: the name is intentional. We want them to know that. We want our clients and prospects and the the business community abroad to know that we are cpas and we at at the core of the business at the base of how and what we've built Mm -hmm. and underneath you know the core bedrock or the the foundation of the business is the cpa knowledge and expertise and capabilities right and then above that we've built all of this other other capability
0: and all this knowledge base so so does that go and i did want to talk about this does that go to the whole name change then is that so you're looked at as something more than you know a reporter of taxes or you know you want to be the advisor of help lead companies did the name have anything to do with that
1: yeah the name the name really was intentional on three fronts one is that we're a cpa-led advisory firm second is that we were, grow, we were a single office firm four years ago in Atlanta, we were the largest single office firm outside of New York, uh, and we were gonna grow on a national level, and we wanted to make sure that when we showed up, that there was no question about what the name of the firm was gonna be. When you have a trademark name, name is off the table. And the third piece is, is we're global. 25% of our people speak 30 different languages at Apria, and we do business in and out of 45 countries on a regular basis. Uh, and we wanted something that was global in nature and didn't sound like your old run-of-the-mill uh,
0: alphabet soup mm-hmm. uh, accounting firm. Right. So more look into the future as well. We're, we're growing, things are changing. We don't need to be a ABC CPA firm. We need the name out there. that. Um, I did hear there's, there's a story about, about around the name, the head and heart story. Is that anything that, am I getting that correct?
1: Yeah. So when we were looking at potential name changes, uh, Aprio was presented and it's a derivative from the word cap uh, and the Italian song of the hearts aria. And, you know, obviously changed some letters and dropped off the C and that's how we got to Aprio. And so it comes from a head and heart, which is what we were hearing from our clients when we were, what our branding firm was hearing from our clients, that we bring our technical expertise to the table, we bring our heads to the table, but we also bring our hearts to the table and we care about our, we care about our clients. I just had a client uh, text me today, actually, that uh, they have a very ill family member and he wanted me to know because uh, we've been, you know, very close and spent a lot of Time together as families over the last uh, twenty years.
0: All of this stuff again, future looking. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've read passionate for what's next. All this stuff, and and just having your firm at the center and your clients at the center at the same time, have a growth in the clients, have a growth in your employees have the growth in the firm and, and everything working together and everybody's all happy. The one thing, and I, don't ever, and I don't ever look at this almost ever, but when I was doing research to get ready for this, glass door pops up. And yeah, are you familiar with glass It's where employees can go? Very, to, very yeah.
1: familiar with glass door. Yes, we have a very high glass door rating. You
0: have a very high glass door rating, which you know I don't think is uh, manufactured, obviously. So that, that 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 shows that whatever you're doing, I think uh, feel like it's going in the right in the right uh, direction. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yep. Uh, I don't like I said that I, I try not to. I'm not a big, you know, what does someone else review something fan, but when I saw that, that that stuck out and uh, stood out, and uh, it's
1: and, it's high, and we have a lot of reviews. We have over 125
0: yes. reviews. That's what I was gonna say. It wasn't like two reviews. There was uh, <laughs> there was a lot. So so congratulations on your high rating. Thank you. Uh, all right. um, with that, I think we need to, to, to start to wrap up. I could do this all day long. People are, may not want to listen to it all day long, but I definitely would want to listen to it all day long. So I appreciate you being part of this. But what I do want to do before we wrap up, I try to end with some fun fact. I found a few on you online. Uh, that maybe we could talk about, but, but some things that, that, uh, just talking to you in the past, uh, I know you're big into traveling and skiing. If you want to expand any of that, but I did see on there, you have a bucket list item, which is Morocco. If you hit your bucket list item and gone to Morocco yet,
1: went to Morocco this past year with, uh, with a group of friends with nice. uh, my wife and I went with a group of friends. Yeah. it Was and, cool and trip. Was
0: it, was it worth uh, putting that on your bucket list?
1: Yeah. It was a fun, it was a fun trip. Yeah. It was a fun trip. Very interesting place. I, I do recommend you go to Morocco and go for about a week. Uh, Make sure you go to the desert and uh, make sure you go with a group of people.
0: I think it'd be more fun with a group. All right, well, I'll put that on my list one of these days i'm- I'm very fortunate I get to travel a lot I haven't been to Morocco. I got close one day uh I'm going to look like I'm geographically challenged right now, but is Morocco just south of Spain or am I off on that
1: that's i believe it's uh I can't remember if it's south or north, but it was right next
0: to <laughs> it's right. right next
1: to Spain. It sits between Europe and the Middle East.
0: Yeah. So we were we were close. We thought about uh, uh jumping over and doing it, but we just didn't do it. So I'll next time I'm anywhere near there, I'll have to do that. Well, I, I really appreciate you being on. Is there any uh uh, uh place that people can get a hold of you or social media for the firm or anything you'd like to plug before we close?
1: Yeah, I can be reached uh, at Richard.copelman at aprio.com. You can certainly find me on aprio.com and all of our uh, social media, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and Facebook and Instagram.
0: I had a feeling you were probably everywhere with uh, uh, the technology and the things. Well, again, thanks for being here and thank you everybody for joining today. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, thank everybody for joining us today. You can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we'll be going beyond compliance, forging new pathways of delivering value to your clients, diversifying your revenue streams, and discussing leading edge management styles and techniques.